I would say it's always good to seek legal advice from professionals because I think I struggled with that, to be honest. Um, I really wish I had someone that is legally allowed or someone that is a professional to lead me through it. But sometimes some of us, we just like doing it ourselves, but it can, it can be detrimental. Like it can cost you your visa. It can make you lose your visa or just like I was at that point, I felt that like I'm going to lose my visa for not doing something right. But yeah, what our advice is if you are struggling, just get a professional to help you to do it. Hi, I'm Rhea Favole, CEO and founder of Solvi Migration, providing simple solutions for Australian migration. If you want to work, study, or even just vacay in Australia, then you've come to the right place for expert tips on how to stop the confusion and choose the right pathway for a holiday, student visa, or permanent residency in Australia. Join me on Making Australian Migration Easy. As we say in Australia, no worries, mate. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 20 episode of Making Australian Migration Easy. I'm Rhea, your host, and this is a call out for all registered nurses who are aspiring to migrate to Australia. I've told you that I wanted to go and talk to some other people who have that lived experience so you know what is coming forward for you. And I'm absolutely delighted to introduce my guest, Deo. She had just recently landed in Australia and could tell you more about her experiences. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode and gets to learn a lot. I'm sure that I will as well. Thank you so much, Deo, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And welcome to Australia. Very, very exciting <laughs> to have you here. I'd been following um, Deo for a while, full disclosure. I'm a little bit of a fan. Oh, I'm so reached out to her. And I'm very grateful that she's come to the um, migration conference. So she didn't realize, I think, that there are so many nerdy professionals like myself yeah. trying to help nurses to come here with proper assistance. Yeah. So I'd love to dive in today and um, find out a little bit about your own journey to coming to Australia with permanent residency. So I guess, first of all, um, we know you're a nurse, registered nurse here <laughs> yeah. in Australia. So what qualifications did you do in nursing? Um, so I have my Bachelor of Nursing Science, mm -hmm. and I also have my certificate in anesthetic nursing. So I've got those two, the very two I registered with. Amazing. And where, where did you do those qualifications? So I did my BSc in the Philippines. Um, I did diploma in Nigeria as well. And then my anesthetic course I did in the UK. Fantastic. Yeah. So bit of variety with all of that. Exactly. <laughs> you've been traveling while you've been studying. Good yeah. to hear. Um, and then I guess you would have worked in different places. So what kind of work experience and where have you done that? So I actually have like one year experience in aged care. I did aged care nursing for one year and I did medical nursing for um, two years. That's in cardiology. So I'm a cardiac nurse as well. And then I did like roughly one year in anesthetics. So I've got like three different specialties. So those are the ones I came in with. Oh my gosh, we are so blessed to have you here. <laughs> such in such high demand here. Yeah. So I guess in, in terms of your journey, I know being a migration professional, there's lots of steps, but I'd love for you to talk through some of your experiences. So what was the steps that you took to become a registered nurse in Australia? Okay, so the first thing I had to do was to make sure I had my license in Australia. And that was the first thing I had to do because as a registered nurse, you need to be under a particular body. So in Australia, it's called the AFRA. Uh -huh. So you need to get your license verified by AFRA. So I am trained internationally. So they need to make sure that my registration 
it's in the same um, power or the same, um, how do I put it? It's, it's the same qualification with Australia nursing as well. So I had to get them to assess my document. So I did have to go through the New Zealand route because it's quite easier and it's cheaper for people as well. It's faster as well than going straight to um, Australia. So what I did was to send all my documents to CGFNS. So they have all the list of documents they need. They need like your your license body to verify that you're a nurse in, back in your country. They also need your um, diploma to be verified that or your BSc to be verified that you, are, you have a degree in nursing. You also have to provide your identity documents, your English language test. So for me, because I had practiced, I was practicing in the UK as a registered nurse and prior coming to UK, I had to prove that I speak English by writing one of the tests. So after, because I've practiced in the UK for more than a year, I was exempted from providing the English test for CGFNS. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But other, otherwise, you need to get a 777 and 6.5 in the subtest, so seven in, um, we need to get listening seven, you need to get um, reading seven, you need to get speaking seven and 6.5 in writing for CGFNS in New Zealand. So when you get, provide that, you pay your registration fee and then they do some police check as well, fit, fitness to practice and all that test and then um, good character as well. And after that, you get your go ahead to register with New Zealand Council of Nursing. And after that, when you get your license, you can practice in New Zealand if you want, or now we are very specific to Australia. You can now transfer your registration to AFRA. So because New Zealand and Australia have a mutual agreement, like um, the Sasmut. Friends, Tesla, mutual recognition. They have that agreement together. If you are registered in Australia, you can just transfer your license to New Zealand or vice versa. So that's what I did. So after getting my registration in New Zealand, I just transferred to um, Australia. So that was how I got my license. Look, I know, I know I speak to a lot of clients and they're like, this is counterintuitive. I'm trying to get to Australia. Why am I registering by another country? So I guess for me as a lawyer, it's, it's just advising people. It's like, we know what your goal is. So let's just navigate the, the legalities to, to get you here. So at the moment, that's what it is in. Um, and if people want to check out the episode uh, that I did where I interviewed the director from the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Accreditation Council. We did touch on the fact that Australia hopefully will be bringing in line its processes in the future, but we don't have a date for when that might happen. So for now, that is a very good strategy to... Yeah. to... I think I think they are trying to put it on 4th of December. Fingers crossed. Yeah, because that's what's on their website. Like, yeah. 4th of December. I think. Hey, I'll have to check it. You, obviously, more up to date. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Um, and so obviously that's quite a process just to actually get your, your registration here in Australia. How did you then get your qualifications recognized? I know we, we talked about, uh, I mentioned the, the skills assessment. So for you, what then after, so after that? For me, I had for the visa process, you have to get um, for permanent residency, you need uh, Anmark to verify your document that you have the necessary skills to meet um, the shortage list. So registered nurses are part of the shortage list. So Anmark is going to assess your years of experience, your um, your qualifications to see that it meets what they need. So you just have to apply online and send all your documents to Anmark and then they will do the assessment for you. So Anmark is very specific. You need to have a minimum of three years working experience as a registered nurse before you can get a positive skills assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And that can be from variety of specialty because I know some people always ask do you have to have three years in one particular 
um, field because they have different ANSO codes, but they don't really care. What they care about is a total of minimum of three years after graduation. And for them to assign a particular code to you, you need to have worked in that area for minimum of three months. So as long as your last few months of experience is in a particular field, that's the ANSO code they're most likely going to assign to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, interesting. So with, um, I guess, from the immigration legal perspective, I would, um, with my clients, I take a look at their full CV and I look at the ANSCO code, but I also look tactically. We'll, we'll get into it more. I'll ask you some more questions, but, you know, uh, there might be more employment opportunities with a certain code, code yeah. to be helpful. Or if we're looking at general skilled migration with people coming in with a state or federal nomination, mm-hmm. I'll be looking tactically at what skills I want them assessed under. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, there's quite a bit that goes into it. And I guess after that, we did touch a little bit on the English skills that you required for the New Zealand registration, but then was there other requirements, I guess, then with with Australia, with your registration here and then for the visa process? For Anmark, because I also had the same um, registration with New Zealand, you don't need to prove that to them for Anmark again. But for your visa, you really need it. So even though I had practice in the UK as a registered nurse, they still needed me to have my English language done. <laughs> so I had to take the exam. I had to take the PTE. <laughs> and for the 186 visa, which I came in with, you need to have a minimum of 50 in each band for PTE. <laughs> but if you are taking the IELTS, you need a minimum of six in each band. Seven. For for, for the permanent residence visa? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. And yeah. Well, it depends. So, yeah, when I'm when I'm talking about getting people state nominated and other things, oh, the higher, yeah, oh, yeah, the higher the mark, of course. Yeah, the higher the mark, <laughs> the, the better your chances of getting yeah. more points. So, yeah, definitely, because you need to have proficient English yes. in order yes. to uh, migrate under general skilled migration. And this is, yeah, it it is it can be a lot, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, you're here now. The next thing, because you've said the 186, the 186 is an employer. Employer, so, so the L. Uh-huh. And so how did you find an employer? Yeah, so I actually got um, an agent through, I'm registered with a particular um, nursing body in my country, in, in the UK. And they normally send all these um, emails if you need a job in Australia and all that. So that's what, how I got one. And then I applied through the agency that got me my um, job. Amazing. Well, that's really good. I mean, I, I think recruitment plays a very important part. Um, one of the things though that I do find from some clients, they're coming to me and it's like they're relying on the recruitment agent for their visa advice mm-hmm. as well. And I was like, oh, they, they don't do that. They shouldn't be doing no. that. You, you don't have to do it. They shouldn't do it. They don't. That's wonderful. I know we're dealing yeah. with a good one. <laughs> so, I mean, now now you're you're here, you've made it to to Australia. Um, I'd love to hear from you anything that you would like to share in terms of insights for, for nurses about coming here. Um, I would say it's always good to seek legal advice from professionals because I think I struggled with that, to be honest. Um, I really wish I had someone that is legally allowed or someone that is a professional to lead me through it. But sometimes some of us, we just like doing it ourselves, but it can't, it can't be detrimental, like. It can cost you your visa. It can make you lose your visa or just like I was at that point. I felt that like I'm going to lose my visa for not doing something right. But mm-hmm. yeah, what our advice is if you are struggling, just get a professional to help you to do it so that you don't make mistakes, especially a costly mistake that might just make you lose everything you've already worked hard for. 
It is. I mean, it's an investment in yourself. That's yeah. the way I like to look at it. I mean, now you're in Australia. Now you're yeah. up for the <laughs> residency. You're studying to work towards getting citizenship in a few years. So that's really exciting. But when you think about that for other people who have that goal, um, I think the investment, I mean, I know if I was going to somewhere else, I'd want to make sure I was doing it the right way. Yeah. It does. It really can affect your record and, yeah. you know, your sanity. <laughs> exactly. Like you're just going to feel so bad. Oh, it's amazing. Well, thank you once again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope everyone that's been helpful, you've heard from someone else who's actually been able to do it successfully. Um, love to hear in your comments, any other questions and so on. I know I, uh, we were having a little bit of a chat before and I'm thinking maybe we need to, to do this live for people. At we the- should. Like, let's yeah. do it. So- <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So just recapping for today, I was... Uh, privilege to meet with Nurse Deo, who is now a new permanent resident in Australia, um, here on Making Australian Migration Easy. Um, don't forget, you can always book a legal consultation. I'm going to drop in the, the links how to do that, of course, with a wonderful $50 discount for your paid consultation to get that proper advice on how you're going to do it. Find out more about the costs and the different options. As we touched on a bit today, There are different pathways, there are different visas, there are different codes, there's a whole range of things that we can guide you on. So please uh, make sure you like, subscribe and share with your friends and have an amazing day and I look forward to you coming to Australia soon. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Making Australian Migration Easy with me, your host, Rhea Favole. If you're ready to get started on your pathway to Australia, you can book a consultation on our website solvimigration.com.au That's solvimigration.com.au If you've enjoyed the show and have learned a thing or two, please share, rate and review our podcast. Your feedback means the world to us as we try and let more people know the best way to study and work in Australia in a way that sets them up for long-term success. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you later.